ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. After two days of being denied access to Gaza's second largest hospital, the World Health Organisation has finally been allowed to enter, evacuating 32 critical patients, including two children. The WHO described NASA Hospital as a breeding ground for disease and called the destruction around the facility indescribable. The hospital in the southern city of Khan Yunus was raided on Thursday after a week-long siege, which the IDF says was based on credible intelligence that hostages were held there. No evidence has so far been produced. Dr Rick Brennan is the World Health Organization's Regional Emergency Director. He was in Gaza recently and he joins us live from Cairo this morning. Dr Brennan, many thanks for joining us. Can you tell us more about the two missions the the World Health Organization led at NASA Hospital? Yes, uh, good morning, Patricia. Um, So NASA Hospital has essentially been the largest functioning hospital in the the southern areas of of Gaza over the last few weeks to months. Um, As you indicate, it uh, essentially has been under siege uh, since around uh, February the 14th. Uh, with, you know, essentially being cut off uh, supply lines of medicines, water, fuel. Um, and uh, the situation was getting there, getting uh, progressively desperate. WHO asked, uh, sought permission uh, to undertake missions there to do an assessment, uh, uh, deliver aid and fuel, uh, and uh, evacuate needed patients. Uh, those first two requests were denied, but we did get access on the 18th and 19th of February, and we're able to uh, evacuate uh, around 32 patients, distribute them to five already overloaded hospitals across the middle and southern areas of uh, of Gaza. Uh, but there's still around 130 patients remaining, and we're exploring options to to evacuate them as well. What are the options? Well. Um, the, the health system across Gaza has undergone a massive degradation. Of the 36 hospitals uh, in the area, only 13 uh, are functioning. They're only partially or minimally functioning. Um, and uh, most of them are in the southern air- areas. So I was in um, uh, Rafa the other day and uh, Al-Najah Hospital, a 65-bed facility, now has over 300 patients. So these are the types of facilities we would refer these patients to. Um, Of the 32 patients that were medically evacuated, they were distributed to five different hospitals, but all of them working well over capacity and, you know, at two, three, four times capacity. So the options are extremely limited right now. Whose staff who went to the hospital say the destruction around it is indescribable? But and I know how that word is used. But I wonder if you can help me with a description. How bad was it? Well, just the the level of of, of damage and collapse of infrastructure, buildings, homes, um, the disruption of roads. Uh, we tried to send a, a truck a couple of days beforehand with fuel. It got stuck in the mud uh, and had to you know for hours and hours and had to turn around and come back. Um, there's essentially no facility that's that's not damaged or destroyed. I can, you know, I, I can confidently say that just about every seasoned humanitarian worker I have worked, wor- you know, I, I know who has been inside Gaza say that there are elements of this crisis 
that are unlike anything they've ever seen, including the level of destruction, including conditions in hospitals, including the levels of acute displacement, and, in, and including all the, the risks that we're staring at further down the track as, as food security worsens, malnutrition rates rise, uh, disease outbreaks continue to spread. All the all the the metrics that we look at for humanitarian need are going in absolutely the wrong direction right now. The World Health Organization has accused Israel of hindering these medical rescue missions. How difficult was it to gain access in the first place? And you mentioned you're now looking at options for, of course, uh, the those remaining. How difficult is Israel making that in 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 your assessment? Well, given the, the insecurity, uh, and, and this is an active war zone, so anytime you run a, a mission to a hospital for an assessment for the delivery of supplies or to evacuate uh, patients, it's very high risk in the context of of, of, uh, of Gaza. I, I had dinner last night with uh, a colleague from the World Food Programme. Um, his vehicle was shot at yesterday uh twice. Um, so just to give you a sense of, of how tense the situation is. So you, you always, for these missions, you always need um, to ha- get clearance from the coordinate, coordinating agency within the Israeli government that works with the military. Um, it's not what we would call a formal deconfliction. Uh, those of us who've worked in war zones to get access to people in need, uh, you, uh, you always alert the, the warring parties, so they know where you are and where you are intending to go so that they can uh, reduce the firepower and give you access to, to deliver the aid or evacuate patients or whatever. In the instance of uh, the NASA operation, we'd uh, asked uh, for access to the hospital twice, uh, the couple of days before the missions, and that was denied. Uh, we finally did get access on the 18th and 19th, as I've indicated. But um, more than half of our missions, uh, our requests for missions uh, over the last, well, since the start of the year, have been denied. Uh, and it's a constant uh, to and fro, um, constant requests, um, but, you know, uh, depending on the security situation, uh, depending on other factors as well, um, oftentimes those those requests for access are denied. Yeah. And do you accept the reasons that they're denied for? Because, the, as you say, depending on the security reasons, are they, are they fair enough in some cases? Um, look, no doubt they are. Uh, but we have an enormous amount of frustration regarding uh, about this. Um, even in intense conflict zones, uh, there is the potential for warring parties to provide safer access to humanitarians for specific uh, uh, missions. We've seen this all around the world. So uh, no doubt there are instances where it's just impractical to, to access uh, a particular area. Um, and but uh, we have an enormous amount of frustration because of the frequency of uh, uh, of the denials uh, that we're, that uh, that we're faced with. You weren't part of this mission, but you were in Gaza recently. I know you also were in Rafa. What did you see? How acute are the needs there? Well, I think everything um, that you've heard of about uh, about Gaza. Um, was on, you know, was on full display uh, while I was there. 
the massive levels of uh, of displacement, up to 1.5 million people squeezed into this tiny area, um, hardly a square centimetre of footpath, median strip, um, roundabouts without some spontaneous dwelling. Uh, there's a few tents, but most of most of the dwellings are uh, from plastic sheeting and and um, you know timber that that people have been able to scavenge. Uh, food levels are minimal. P the level of desperation is enormous. Um, the the sanitation is appalling. Uh, there's garbage piled up. Um, there are far too few uh, toilets, latrines for people in in some some of the settlements. It's estimated there's one latrine for around 500 people. So there's open defecation, um, and people are still on the move. Um, in addition, you you have uh, you know of course high levels of destruction. Um, I was mainly in central and eastern Gaza, um, so we, there wasn't active fighting where I was, but only a, you know a few kilometres away. I mean there was uh, frequent uh, frequent shelling, frequent explosions. I, I was in one of the field hospitals and saw. Um, uh, a, a reporter from Al Jazeera brought in, um, you know, right in front of our eyes with a severed leg above his knee, uh, and his cameraman had uh, penetrating head injury from shrapnel. Um, and that's just a daily occurrence. I mean, hospitals are full. Um, one of the hospitals there, usually just um, a modest side facility, uh, has 65 beds normally. Uh, it had over 300 patients when we visited, just filled to the brim. Um, and then there's the constant sound of drones above. Uh, and then, you know, when you sit down and speak with people, the the level of loss, the level of desperation is, uh, it, it's just extraordinary. It's just extraordinary. And, you know, already we've lost 29,000 lives, already over, you know, close to 70,000 people have, have been injured. Uh, levels of food security are just enormous. We're going to see rapid uh, escalations in malnutrition and, and disease outbreaks. We've already got outbreaks of diarrheal disease and hepatitis. Every, all the humanitarian trends drastically going in the wrong direction. A uh, very bleak picture. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. Dr. Rick Brennan is the World Health Organization's Regional Emergency Director for the Eastern Mediterranean. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.